1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Here we are. It's October already. You said by October we would be on par with last year. So where are we at? Well, Tina, you know, it's it's interesting because I took a lot of heat on a real estate panel that I was on back in June, I believe it was, July. And I was saying that the heat of the market would see us get back on par by October. Now, for York Region, we have seen about 2,000 sales for the month of September. Last year, for the month of September, we had 1,367. That's a huge increase. That's a about a 48.5% increase over last year for September. And this trend has continued from June all the way through September. And now, year-to-date for York Region, we are sitting at about 12,500 sales. Wow. What that means is last year at this time, we had 11,825 sales. So sales are up over last year. Now, would you have believed that if someone told you when this pandemic started and things started to shut down, that by October, we would have been ahead of last year's pace. No way. I, I, and I'm not the professional here. You are. I would not have believed it. But are you a little bit surprised as well? I, I am a little bit surprised. And, you know, when we're looking at numbers and analyzing them and projecting, we're looking at them saying, if everything happens the way it's supposed to happen, this would be where we're at. And there was nothing that happened in 2020 that was supposed to happen the way it should have played out. So, so yeah, I, I am surprised that we're, I thought we may be within about 500 sales of last year's totals. We're actually about 600 over from last year's total. So it's, uh, it's probably about a thousand unit shift, uh, even from my projections. So rather than being down about four or 500 units, we're up about 600 units. So uh, I am pleasantly surprised. That is good news indeed. Now, what about in terms of the province overall? Can you tell us a few details there? The province is doing really well. So if you take out the GTA, everybody knows that the Greater Toronto Area is the driving force behind Ontario's real estate sales. And similar to how Vancouver and uh, Victoria are the driving force behind BC. So if you remove the GTA and look at the rest of the province, the rest of the province is up about 6% in sales, and this is from January to September as well. So, again, great numbers for the rest of the province. The average sale price is up 16.45% over last year, year-to-date, and that's a huge increase. And when people are talking about waiting and seeing what's going to happen, mm-hmm. you're losing buying power, and 15% is usually what people are putting down on average on as a down payment. So if prices are going up 16%, you're pretty much losing out on what you would put down as a down payment. So you need to act quick. The main reason, again, Tina, is inventory is down 41.44% across Ontario. 
we don't have a lot of inventory, and that is driving average price up. Now, perhaps people are waiting because they're not confident. They don't know what's ahead economically. So how do you give them that encouragement, that confidence to move forward and make that purchase? What do you want to say to them? You have to make sure that you're out there looking, you're vigilant, you want to make sure that you're trying to get to every property possible. Uh, I know our brokerage is on 23 different boards, so we can monitor the different real estate boards throughout Ontario and make sure people are getting the right home at the right price. You want to make sure that you're pre-qualified and you're ready to act when something that you love comes up. So there's a, there's a few pieces that will go into that puzzle in order to make sure that you're able to act quick. And, you know, speaking to your realtor and mortgage advisor, we'll put you in a position so that you don't miss out on a home and have to pay more in the future. And Asif, just to change gears a little bit next, I wanted to ask you about this ethics course now required for real estate professionals. What can you tell us about that? I think it's long overdue, Tina. Uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of realtors and, you know, Unfortunately, there's probably a handful of them that don't follow the uh, the ethics guidelines that are set out by the Real Estate Council of Ontario or the Ontario Real Estate Association, and that was causing a lot of problems and giving us all a bad name. So I think anything that we can do to improve the professional standards in our industry is a good thing. So this is a welcome addition. Excellent. Good to hear. After the break, how real estate can help the economy recover after COVID-19. That story is coming up. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. More with Asif Khan and Remax Prime Properties when we come back. At KS Floors, the only result we will accept is a satisfied customer. Our team specializes in interior finishing and designs. Our meticulous process ends only when you are completely satisfied. KS Floors has the suppliers that can be counted on for quality and the installers you can trust. Even in the current environment, we can safely provide a quote and installation so you have the confidence to move forward with your home improvement projects. For information or to schedule an appointment, go to ks-floors.ca or call us at 416-566-7523. Beautiful flooring, expertly installed. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties with today's guest. Thank you, Tina. Joining us next is the CEO of the Ontario Real Estate Association, Tim Hudak. Tim, welcome back to the show. Hey, Asif, Tina, nice to be back. I always enjoy being on On the Market, and uh, boy, a beautiful time we're having here in uh we start October, so excited to talk about the topics ahead. Sure is, and, and what a great rebound for Ontario real estate. And when you think about where we were at when the pandemic started and where we're at right now and, you know, the first week of October, it's been phenomenal to see not only the GTA market, but the rest of the markets in Ontario bounce back as well. 
Yeah, you know, uh, Austin, I really appreciate um, how often you have me on the show to talk about what the Ontario Real Estate Association is doing and, you know, all of the COVID programs we put out that people can see at uh, areacovid19info.com. But, yeah, I remember being on your show, like, during the lowest points of the pandemic. It was really tough. Um, you feel better now. Now we have some challenges ahead. Yeah, you know, I look back, I think there's some really important things we can take away. Uh, number one, COVID changes everything. Turn it upside down except two things. The Toronto Maple Leafs' ability to fail in the playoffs. We saw that happen <laughs> again. You had to and go there. Two, you know, <laughs> that was a fun, fun little joke. And uh, <laughs> a Bruins fan, so we did all right, not as far as we wanted to go. Um, but number two, the Canadians' uh, abiding value in home ownership, the culture that investing in a home uh, is a smart investment. It is so important to us as Canadians. Our, our most precious moments are families where you can be comfortable. So despite COVID turning everything upside down, you do see a continued interest in Canadians investing in uh, home ownership and property. Now, that's changing. I'm glad to talk about it. But that abiding value, very, very strong throughout. Now, Tim, you said COVID does change everything. But how is it still that real estate is a smart investment when there's so much uncertainty for folks? We don't know if we're going to have a job tomorrow or what's going to happen in the next weeks or months. So how is real estate still a good thing to do? Well, People rightly believe uh, that real estate is a smart investment in the long term, and certainly in an era of instability and other kinds of investments, uh, employment, you know that over the long term, real estate is a proven investment, whether that's your own home that you then downsize and sell when you retire, whether that's an investment property. Uh, it's been proven throughout the history of Canada, and that remains, I think, even stronger today. Now, that's been supported by two very important things that are happening. Number one, I think uh, to uh, leading uh, brokers and realtors like uh, Asif, we've seen how uh, our realtors have risen to the occasion. I thought it was fantastic how realtors set aside business uh, during the depths of the pandemic to say, I'm going to look out for my clients' health and safety first and move non-essential real estate transactions till things calm down. I think realtors have really led the way in making sure that we use electronic means as much as possible and to the first instance to not do open houses and when you're doing showings you know only serious potential buyers with ppe and cleaning up like that's been really good that's given confidence to consumers that the realtors have their back and the last thing on this is you know it's the the nature of home as a place of security as a as a place um to, to weather storms really was strengthened through covid that's where we all were with our families so having been there i think the value of having a home has been reinforced Plus, people are looking to make some changes, and you can see that in the marketplace. Maybe now they're, they're looking for more space or a home office. So COVID reinforced the value of home ownership, but it's made some changes in what people are looking for in a home. And, and Tim, you're so right. The emphasis on the home has really gone to another level because of the ability of people to work from home and, and needing that space. And also now, with schools being online for the most part, you need that space for your kids to be able to uh, work as well. And the other thing that we've seen over this period is the emphasis on having more land. So either having a pool, a large yard to enjoy because people aren't traveling as much. How much of that has contributed to the spike in average price as people are moving from the condos to the homes? It certainly is a, uh, a driver right now. Asif, we'll see how long this trend lasts or if it's a permanent shift. And I'd encourage all your listeners, 
you know, whether they're realtors or just interested in real estate, go to our website. Again, it's uh, areacovid19info.com because we do monthly tracking of average Ontarians who, you know, may be interested in buying and selling over the next couple of years. We said to them, okay, how have your preferences changed? So you can see that mapped out from uh, May all the way until September now. And we are seeing that not everybody, because I think people who love cities will continue to love cities. People who continue to love the country will stay there. But but on the edges, you know, we have seen uh, about one-third of buyers change their minds through the pandemic that are now looking for um, more space. That tends to be a larger yard. The second one is more space in the house, or just like you said, you know, the home office. The other major changes we've seen is an increased interest in the suburbs uh, and in rural areas, uh, I think largely because people can now do more work from home and they'll have less commuting perhaps in their job than they would have had pre-COVID. So those are some major trends that we're seeing. We continue to track month by month, but they remain strong uh, since early in the pandemic. What do you think about the next few months ahead then? How do you think we're going to wrap up 2020, if you can even venture a prediction? Well, well look, there there are challenges ahead. You know, we, we need to uh, continue... Uh, to be vigilant about that in two respects. Number one, on the economy. Uh, some of these support programs uh, are going to run out or transition. So the mortgage deferral program. Now, the good news is the vast majority of people are graduating from that program and back on track and paying down their mortgages. The remaining few, we'll see if the government extends a program or has some bridge for them to get back on their feet. You know, also some of these support programs for business, for entrepreneurs, uh, we'll see how they transition. So it depends on how long the economy gets kick-started and those programs last. Uh, and the second thing is, you know, realtors need to continue to do what they've been doing, um, especially in firms like uh, assets, right? Like making sure that you have that conversation uh, with your buyer or seller, both their own personal comfort around COVID and safety, going way over the bar when it comes to following the guidelines we put on our COVID website when it comes to, you know, cleaning and disinfecting one couple in the house uh, at a time, opening doors uh, and cupboards, cleaning after, providing PPE, and using electronic means, including virtual showings and virtual open houses. Aria continues to say that we should not be doing in-person open houses. It was banned for a while by the province. They've opened it up now, but we still caution members not to do it. If your clients insist, then follow those safe rules that we have uh, in our guidance on the ARIA COVID-19 info.com website. And Tim, your leadership and, and guidance throughout this process, because we've never been through a pandemic before, none of us have, <laughs> but the, the, you know, as we move along and we learn every step of the way as to how to react to certain situations and meet those challenges that you were talking about, I think ARIA has really stepped up, and, and I commend you guys for that. But we do have instances where realtors step out of line and, you know, the, in, the story that broke a couple of weeks ago about a certain individual that held an unsafe open house, if you want to call it that, how do we combat that and how do we send the message that we need to remain safe and keep the open house or the property visits safe for not only buyers but also sellers? Yeah, I mean, that story was disgraceful, and uh, realtors and brokers rightfully got really angry when they saw it because, you know, according to that story, that individual broke pretty well every rule in the playbook. So I do hope, I understand Rico is investigating this matter. We have fought hard to give Rico greater powers to suspend 
or eliminate licenses altogether, people who break the rules and put public safety uh, or public trust in jeopardy, uh, as well as much higher fines. So if somebody breaks the rules, ask if somebody uh, takes advantage of people, puts them at risk, I hope that the regulator, RICO, throws the book right at them and puts a stop to that behavior. Agreed. And so the recommendation from Aurea right now is to continue doing our virtual open houses and refrain from as many in-person open houses as possible? Yeah, exactly. And Tina's question, what's ahead? You know, nobody knows. As you said, it's our first pandemic. Hopefully it's our last one. So keep to those rules. Use uh, virtual means for conversations, for documents, virtual showings. And, look, I know people will usually like to see the property live, but instead of, you know, driving around in the old days, you know, with showing uh, 10 open houses to uh, to clients, narrow down the search to only the serious properties and then follow the safe scheduled showing guidelines with only, you know, one one buyer in the house at a time, follow those rules. The other part of looking ahead, you know, we need to play our role in helping to stimulate the economy, to help those people out who have lost their jobs or they run a small business on the brink. And this past week, we've been meeting with the MPPs, and I was personally in conversations with Premier Ford and Finance Minister Phillips, talking about how real estate can help Ontario's economic recovery. I mean, real estate can be that locomotive that pulls our economy back on the tracks and puts people back to work. You know when you buy a house, the spin-offs are greater than any purchase anybody ever makes. You're going to buy new furniture, new appliances, you're going to fix up the place, renovation products, projects. You're going to have, you know, movers, cleaners, other services. For every time somebody buys a house, it's almost 90000 in spin-offs. So if we really want to get an economy back on track, we strongly suggested to the Ford government that a land transfer tax holiday for a six-month period will help make homes more affordable and get more homes in the market, most importantly, get more people back to work. Tim, as always, great leadership, great advice. Thank you very much for joining us. If our listeners want more information about what Aurea is doing during the pandemic, where can they get that? AureaCOVID19info.com. It's a one-stop resource running to do with COVID in real estate and our polling on consumer attitudes. Thank you, Tim. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you. When we come back, this week's hot listing and your questions. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions, and the first one comes from Patricia in Richmond Hill. She wants to know if she can buy a home without a down payment. Asif, what do you think? Great question, Patricia. And, you know, quite often you see advertising for, you know, zero down payment and things like that. The the truth is you're not going to qualify for a mortgage with zero down payment. You need to have some skin in the game. And the minimum right now is 5%. And with that said, most people will qualify with 10% down. So it really depends on income, credit. There's a lot of factors that go into it. Don't be misled by ads that say zero down it's you, there's usually a twist in there, and if you have any questions, the best thing to do is speak to a mortgage broker who will be able to advise you as to what you can put down in order to qualify for a mortgage, and it also depends on the mortgage amount as well. Okay, our next question is from Lisa in Markham. 
She wants to know what to do if she has changed her mind on a listing agent. Ooh, that sounds complicated. It really is, and it, it depends if the paperwork has been signed, if it's been submitted. So there's a there's a lot that goes into it. Now, if you think that uh, you've made a wrong decision and it's prior to the property hitting the market, you can pretty much go with a different listing agent and have them list your property. However, if your listing has commenced, now you're in a tricky situation because you need to call that individual's broker and have a chat with them because the individual is just an agent for that brokerage. So the brokerage owns the listing, and the brokerage may be able to put you in touch with another one of their agents that would be better suited for you or they may release you from that uh, obligation. So have a chat with the broker of that individual and uh, see what the solutions could be. Is there a financial penalty if you change your mind? There's not unless there's been expenses that have been agreed upon. So suppose the agent has done some staging or contributed in some way and there's an agreement with that agent to reimburse them in case the house doesn't sell then there would be a financial penalty. And, and there are, with people doing so much more to homes right now to sell them, sometimes the agents will pay for staging or painting or minor repairs. There may be some sort of collateral agreement that if the house doesn't sell for whatever reason, they are entitled to getting that back from the seller. So in that situation, there could be some financial uh, penalties, if you want to call it, or uh, you know amounts owing. But other than that, there really isn't a lot of financial penalties. It's just, it's a contract. So when you sign a listing agreement, you're signing a contract, you're entering into, you know, what people have to do for you and what you have to do for that listing. And that's what you have to try and negotiate your way out of. And why do you think people do change their minds in these situations? You would think that they would have done their homework. They've had conversations with that listing agent. So why all of a sudden would they change their mind, do you think? It's really hard to, uh, you know, restart with someone while you're in a listing. It's probably best to continue through and, and try to get that home sold. It's in everyone's best interest because someone else is going to come in and have to redo everything. And, and sometimes it's a lot harder. It's not starting from scratch. It's actually start, starting from uh, a position that you now need to get back to a normal and then start working on the home sale. So sometimes it's best just to stick it out with the listing agent. People sometimes will butt heads with each other and, and may not like the speed or the the way that things are being handled. And a lot of times having a conversation with the agent, getting on the same page will solve that problem rather than getting into the headache of trying to redo everything. All right, that makes sense. Time now for the on-the-market hot listing or two. Asif, what have you got for us? We have a couple of great properties from Markham, Ontario. Now, these are these are in the Cornell area, Tina. That's the 9th Line, Highway 7, up to 16th Avenue area. So the first one, 14 Glendon Avenue. It's at 9th Line, Highway 7, three-bedroom, all-brick, detached home in the heart of Cornell Village. Two-story foyer, spacious living and dining areas, gleaming hardwood throughout. You're going to love this renovated kitchen in here. It's a full-size family room with a gas fireplace, main floor laundry, and the bedrooms are spacious with the master retreat having a spa-like ensuite with a soaker tub. This one's offered for $988,000, 
And the good thing about this is there is no offer date. So you can offer on this property anytime, Tina. So walk us through that a bit. What does that mean? That means right now what we have seen over the last few months was everyone had an offer date on their properties, which meant you could not offer. They were holding back, so you could not offer for a week or five days or ten days, and that was creating the the bidding wars. And people, buyers were tired, and we call it buyer fatigue where they would just stop offering and say, you know, I don't want to get into any more bidding wars. I've lost on three or four bidding wars. I'm just going to wait until there's a home that comes up that doesn't have an offer date, and I can go in and make my offer without having to compete. Now what we're starting to see is many more homes are coming up without the offer date, and they're selling quicker than some of the and for more money than some of the places that have offer dates because the buyers don't want to compete. So if you're priced right, you don't really need to get into a bidding war. The buyers are smart. They're savvy. They're not going to pay you fifty or $60,000 above market value. So as long as you're priced at market value, you're going to get that value for your home. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Okay, property number two. Property number two, just north of property number one, it's at 130 Alfred Patterson Drive. It's in Greensboro, which is just one subdivision over from the Cornell area. It's about 2,000 square feet. Again, spacious living and dining areas downstairs. It's got an eat-in kitchen, walk out to the backyard. You've got a, the kitchen has a servery and a walk-in pantry. They've got a family room with a fireplace. Master bedroom has a his and hers closet and a great ensuite here as well with a soaker tub. You've got a main floor laundry. This one, again, great home. It's detached, and it's 949 Okay, both properties, a little bit unusual, under $1 million. They are, and, you know, they're great value for the area. You're surrounded by amenities, parks, schools, great schools, by the way, and, you know, minutes away to shopping, minutes away to the 407. So both of these properties are great value, and for those people that are looking to make that move close to a good school for their kids, The other thing is parents are a little bit hesitant to have their kids get on a bus or have them walk, you know, for 15, 20, 30 minutes to get to a school. They want to be close to good schools. And both of these properties are surrounded by great schools. Sounds good. Asif, if our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that? They can contact me at 416-985-PON. That's 416-985-5426. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.